Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey y'all, so we're back. Damsels in Detroit, I think this is episode 13. I need to like go back and actually count again to make sure this is the right number, but 13 is the number we're going to go with, um, but I'm here with Rayshawn Bumpers today of the Pink Poodle Dress Lounge, so you guys already know the drill. I'm going to read you a little bit about her before we hop into our questions. So Rayshawn Bumpers is the founder of the Pink Poodle Dress Lounge. After providing bridal and hospitality services part-time for over 20 years, Rayshawn realized her passion and launched her own bridal salon and dress lounge in Detroit's village area in the summer of 2018. In addition to being an entrepreneur, Rayshawn is also an automotive procurement professional, having previously served as a procurement specialist for Detroit Public Schools. Rayshawn's overall goal with her business is to provide a space for women to shop and network. She's passionate about empowering young girls and women and wants to inspire others to follow their passions. Hey! Hi! How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh no, thanks for coming. We were just talking, you know off air (laughs) and you already answered a few of my questions and I'm so excited for this episode because I know a few people that are engaged and getting ready to be married so you know this is going to be a great conversation okay so my first question for you is just to talk to me a little bit about how you started Pink Poodle okay um Pink Poodle started from a lot of different ideas and I came up with this concept so I originally wanted to start a nonprofit for young girls. Okay. So me deciding to try to get out of corporate America as soon as possible mm-hmm. <laughs> and start up a business, um, I went to something that I thought that would attract girls and women. Okay. And the first thing that had came to mind were dresses. So I started incorporating every industry that I worked at into what we call the pink poodle dress lounge okay. and the concept and so um that's a combination of shopping hospitality services and also my background in purchasing mm-hmm. so i just use all those skills and put it into this concept and when i found a location the location kind of built that vintage feel and that home feel that our guests gets when they come in So talk to me about where the name came from. Sure. So the name came from, and again, everything was in divine order. Right. Because around the time um, I was trying to come up with a name, because we have a restaurant that's opening below us. So the young lady there, we were trying to, she was helping me come up with a name. Okay. And we couldn't figure one out. But around that time, my aunt, my grandmother's twin sister, Evelina, Mm -hmm. she had left us. So we know that she had owned a bar called Pink Poodle Dress Lounge, Pink Poodle Lounge in Milwaukee many years ago. So when she left us and I was handling her affairs and my grandmother had finally told me the name of the bar. So I woke up one morning and I said, I'm going with it. Mm -hmm. And we just added dress in there. I thought Pink Poodle Dress Lounge would be something fun, cute and girly for the city of Detroit. Yeah, it definitely um, it like caught my eye when I first read it like I said when you got your Motor City Match Award which we'll talk about later sure um and they called your name and your business name I was like oh I want to <laughs> know more about what she has <laughs> because Pink Poodle is just like 
I I envisioned that it was something very like feminine and like girly. So I'm just like, I need to know what she has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you talk about how the women in your life inspired you? Sure. So who we were just speaking of, my great aunt Evelina. Mm-hmm. You know, she was um a strong lady, very outspoken. Um she you know, I've 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 taken after her in so many different ways, and I'm sorry it gets a little emotional for okay. me when I talk about her. If you cry, but I, cry. okay, so I'm trying <laughs> not to now. <laughs> so I've I've come from a family of mostly all women. Okay, we've had a handful of men in our family, and you know they all have a you know a strong background. Um, I was taught to be independent by these, you know, women, and most of them were my greats. My okay. grandmother's sisters. She had sisters. She had three sisters. One was her twin, Evelina. We have Mary and Ethel as well. So most of their things you will find inside of the Pink Poodle Dress Lounge. Okay. We have portraits of them nice. as well as their furniture and china is there. So they mean a great deal to me and Pink Poodle. I love that you have some of their things in there because it's almost like every time you walk in is you know they're with you. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And the, our guest loves it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I enjoy when our brides bring their moms or their grandmothers in and they love seeing the portraits. They love hearing the story. Mm-hmm. And everyone feel like they're at home. Right. You know, which is important because if you're looking for a bridal gown, I can as- only assume that you would want to be comfortable yes. <laughs> and feel at home while you're looking. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your shop is made up of three parts. You have the bridal suite, the dress lounge and the powder room. So can you talk about each section and what's offered and the services that are offered in each of them? Absolutely. So our bridal suite, it consists of um, dresses for brides the bridesmaids as well as flower girls we can accommodate host as well as the mothers of the brides and um we also have you know it it includes the dress lounge which we will get into which are different very it's a variation of dresses it could be for you know cocktail party work Mm -hmm. business you name it okay and we're getting ready to add on to that bridal suite Ooh. our Pink Poodles men's. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Fun. So we are adding this new sector. Um, we've had, believe it or not, men love the Pink Poodle Dress Lounge. Mm-hmm. So when they come in, they go straight to the record player because we have the okay. old school record player. They look through the albums and they always say, well, you don't have anything in here for us. <laughs> so needy. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yes, they are. So. <laughs> They've got a little jealous, and I've had a wonderful opportunity that um, just came to, in my lap, and I decided to provide custom tailored suits to our grooms, the groomsmen, the father, you know, of the bride and groom. Okay. And then we have um, what used to be the powder room is now called Vivid Glam. Okay. So we have leased our bridal. I'm sorry, our beauty room out to Vivid Glam. Okay. And Lisa Noble, she is the owner mm-hmm. of Vivid Glam. She does makeup. She also holds sip and makeup where she teaches um, ladies how to put on their makeup. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. 
Well, that's good that you'll have some men's stuff in there because then it's just like a one-stop shop type of deal. Exactly. Everybody can come in and get what they need. Yes. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I love it. Thank you. So what are the size and the price ranges for the dresses in your salon? So our dresses start, our bridal dresses start at 800 and we keep it at a max of thirty five hundred. Oh wow! Yes, so we we provide stunning, quality, affordable dresses. Okay. And when I first started that, I made sure that we keep it affordable and that our bribes will love and fall in love with a dress that they can't afford. I it doesn't that. break their budget. You yes. know, it doesn't break the bank at all. Right. Mm-hmm. So I watch, I was telling you before, like a lot of say yes to the dress. And then TLC used to have that one show I found I found the gown where it was like more affordable dresses. Yes. But on say yes to the dress, when some of those ladies are like, I don't have a budget. And they get like a $10,000 dress <laughs> that they're going to wear one time. I'm just like, oh. And then you still have to pay for alterations. Exactly. So at the end of it, I'm sure you're probably like a couple thousand dollars over that. Exactly. (laughs) So I love that you have quality products for affordable prices because, no, I mean, you have so many other parts of the wedding that you have to pay for. The dress is not the only thing. Exactly. Yeah. Because you you definitely have to consider your, like you said, your alterations, Mm -hmm. accessories, and, you know, all of those things add up, hair and makeup, mm-hmm. you know. And so a lot of our brides are surprised when they come in and they try a dress on and we tell them the price. They say, what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's half your budget. Right. So now you can get the rest of your accessories. Love it. <laughs> yeah. And then did you say what sizes you go up to? Yeah, we go up to a 32. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Can you talk to me about a time where a customer came into your store and you just had, like, the best experience with them? I know. I'm sure that happens often. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty tough one mm-hmm. for me. It, it it That's a tough one for me because we've, we've built relationships with our brides. Right. You know, I'm friends with – I'm now friends with – probably 99% mm-hmm. of our brides. So each bride come in the door and they all have a a wonderful experience, but they're all different right. depending on their personality yeah. and how we cater to them what they need and we go from there, but I enjoy the time with all my brides mm-hmm. and you know when they they're walking out the door with their family and friends and it's not it's not just the bride that's complimenting the service at Pink Poodle. Their friends, their mom, they're expressing how much of a great time they have mm-hmm. had, and that means so much to me. Yeah. I, I go home and lay down, and I'm I'm happy. I'm smiling. I can't fall asleep because I felt like I've, you know, I made a a, a remarkable mark with them. Yeah, and. I, I did what I plan on doing. Right. You know? Which is servicing them. Yes. And helping them find their dress. Exactly. So speaking of your customer service, um, when I was like doing my little research, I saw that you have <laughs> a five star review on Google. So why is customer service so important to you? Customer service is so important to me because it's it's all about how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And I provide the service that I expect when I'm going somewhere and I'm spending my money. 
But at the end of the day, my background is hospitality. Right. So they get that extra notch that they may not get from other places Mm -hmm. because I enjoy it. And on top of that, you know, we um, we just I, I cater to them. You know, they get a full-blown experience, and it's a per, it's a personal experience. Mm-hmm. It's not just so much business right. and customer service. But it's very important. Um, people can go anywhere to spend their money. Right. You know, so they deserve the best that you can give them, mm-hmm. and I give them my all. Yeah. And just like we were talking before about, like I said, I have, like, a pretty vast retail background, and I'm so... I'm not going to say particular, but I notice little things when I go into a store, like if somebody speaks to me or if I ask somebody a question and, you know, they're giving me like really dry one word responses or, you know, you can just tell that they've had a long day and they are ready to go, which I understand. But don't take that out on me. Exactly. Like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just here to spend my money and you're making me like not want to because the energy is like off you know yes yeah so I you know and I've experienced that plenty of times too so Mm -hmm. I understand that and the difference at Pink Poodle we have you know private appointments with the brides so basically when the brides come in nine times out of ten they have the whole shop to themselves okay and then when we have customers come in from the boutique side, and I had uh, my bridal stylist used to tell me to calm down <laughs> because you want to give everyone that ultimate experience. Right. And then when we have a, a customer come in, I, w- I want to give them that same thing. Mm-hmm. So we try to, you know, um, work to accommodate all but because – I like to be over the top with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of get a little shooken up because, um, you know, I want to give them that service that they deserve. Right. So we do not ignore anyone that comes through the door. Mm-hmm. You know, they're welcome with hugs. Yes. And um, again, they end up leaving out like they're a bride. Yeah. As well. Okay. Mm-hmm. How early would you say a bride needs to start looking for her dress before her wedding? The bride needs to start looking for her dress, I say, a minimum of six to nine months. Okay. It's great if she starts at a year. And typically, they'll start looking for um, where they're going to, their for their ceremony and reception. And once they finish with that and they lock down the date, they should immediately start looking for their dress. Our dress is typically... Um, our designers are three to six months. Okay. Because our dresses are made to order. Mm-hmm. So it will take three to six months. You have to consider um, alterations. Right. Which we try to space out one to two months because it may require for you to have two fittings mm-hmm. opposed to just one. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's best to give yourself at least a year because you'll have time to shop around. Although we would love for everyone to find their dream dress at Pink Poodle, right. it's not going to happen. And I, I I, would like for every bride to find the dress that she wants, okay. and it may not be with us. Right. Yes. So you just don't want her to be in a crunch and then get something that, you know, she doesn't like. And exactly. Yeah. But we we have brides that comes in, come in, and they're getting married the following month. Lord. Literally, (laughs) but we do what we can to try to accommodate them still, Mm -hmm. you know. Okay, Mm -hmm. so then if that happens, 
would you have to try to find her one that would not need a lot of alterations or would you just have to rush that order or? Well, it depends. So we have a couple designers that may have some in stock and mm-hmm. we'll um, research that. Um, we may have sample dresses that's in, but we do everything that we can. And my whole team works together, the okay. bridal stylist and the seamstress. So we do what we can to make it happen. Okay. Yeah. Another big question, and again, we talked about this before, sure. but how many people should be at that appointment with that bride? <laughs> so, <laughs> although, like I said, we want our loved ones, we want the girl squad, mm-hmm. you know, because you want to have a great time. And Pink Poodle is the place for it because you have enough space for it and it's the time for us to have fun and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But less is best. So... I, I don't want to give really give a number, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you have one to three, you know, that's that's perfect. But you just want to pick the ones that really knows you and not too less of opinions, mm-hmm. you know, and more positivity, but know you and know what works for you. Right. Those are the ones that you want to be at the um, bridal shop with you. OK, less the best. So what if it's a situation where your mom is very opinionated and she might be paying for your dress, but you feel like it's not the best environment for her to be at that appointment? Like, how do you how do you say, like, I know that you're giving me money, <laughs> but you don't need to be here? <laughs> Listen, it's, it's like dad. Mm-hmm. If she's paying the bill, <laughs> she may need to be there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know because I feel like when I watch those shows, sometimes the mom, I feel like some of those brides just have their moms there because they're helping to pay. And I'm like, you really don't want her there because she is giving you a hard time. Yes. Well, we we've had we've had a couple brides mm-hmm. that they have um, went shopping with their mom and their family and friends, mm-hmm. but they have come to us alone okay. as well. Because they, you know, they're overwhelmed as it is. And then when you have opinions coming from different directions Mm -hmm. or mom is paying for it, you know, it's, you know, you you can slip out, you know, on your lunch break or after work. No Mm -hmm. one has to know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So on a lot of um, those shows, they make it seem like if you don't cry when you put on a dress, then that's not the dress for you. Well, I you know, I used to think that. Okay. You know, I I used to think that, but that is not true. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had um, several brides that cry, but we know once they cry, that's the dress. Okay. You know, that's off the rip once yeah. they cry. But I've had brides that they just for sure, you know, they will use the terms of, I love this dress, mm-hmm. or I can see myself getting married in this dress. Mm-hmm. And they don't cry and they buy. So it depends on the personality. Okay. But when they cry, we know that's the dress. That's the one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My friend was asking, because like I said, we're going to go shopping um, next week. And she's not really a big crier. So I don't anticipate her shedding a tear when she's You never know. You never know. She might surprise me. I feel like I'm probably going to cry because I'm that friend. I'm always just crying anyway. (laughs) But we'll see if she does or not. I'm going to let you know if she does. Sure. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) 
Um, so you were a Motor City Match recipient round 10, I yes. believe, and you got $25,000. So for those that don't know, Motor City Match is a really great program for entrepreneurs in the city. They'll pretty much help you from like your ideas all the way to like an actual build out of a space. So can you talk about how you found out about the program and then how it felt for you to get that $25,000? Sure. Well, it was definitely exciting to get yes. the $25,000. <laughs> well, like I mentioned before, there's a restaurant that's um, below me is called Ivy Kitchen and Bar. Oh, mm-hmm. They will be, um, you know, opening soon. Yeah. And so the owner of the building told me about Motor City Match. Okay. So it happened to be around the time that I was looking to start a business and um, I jumped to the cash. Mm-hmm. So Motor City Match, like you mentioned, they you could win for them to find you a, a space mm-hmm. to do your resume. I'm sorry, not resume, your um, business, business plan. plan. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I had already had my business plan. Okay. And I decided on the space. Mm-hmm. So I went straight for the cash. And I was doing that time, my God. I was so confident that mm-hmm. I was going to win it because I'm like, this pink poodle dress lounge. This is a you great know? idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had worked on my business plan for several months. Mm-hmm. And then when I decided to go in their building, um, we applied for the Motor City Match, and it was um, an amazing experience. You know, it um, it it built my confidence even more. Mm-hmm. It was exciting. Then you start, you get connected with a lot of different organizations, and then you're meeting other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So the conversations at the table is different. And... Um, so the day I wanted $25,000, you know, it was a lot of us there for round 10. Yeah. And, oh, my God, the excitement in the room was amazing. Yeah. You know, and um, I was just ready to go and open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was definitely blessed. I wanted Pink Poodle to be in the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And it was divine order. Everything fell in place. Yeah. So how long um, did it take from when you won the grant to opening? Like, what was that time period in between? So my time period. So once we won, Motor City Match had the funds available for you okay. immediately. Okay. You know, but it's um, they don't just give you a check. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to make sure the money is spent where it's supposed to right. be, you know. So you get reimbursed. Okay. And so... um. The, the sooner, the better for you. But right. everybody, everyone's situation is different. I ended up opening um, nine months later. Okay. You know, it was unexpected because we were in an old building, mm-hmm. a building that hasn't been touched in like 30 years. Wow. So the owners were having different challenges that they came across, okay. to, you know, to get it up to code. And, right. You know, I was pulling my hair out yeah. around the time. And, you know, although I was um, frustrated and, you know, a little stressed out, again, it was divine order. Mm -hmm. It was certain things that came to me because I was in that circle with Motor City Match and other organizations that I had other opportunities. And it helped me brand a little better just before my opening. Love it. Yes. 
So you mentioned earlier about being inspired by the women in your life, but when you emailed me your bio, you mentioned your son yeah, um, and how he inspires you too. So can you just talk about him a sure, little bit? Sure, you really trying to get me to cry, oh, right? Okay, you just call me the little Oprah, okay? <laughs> she always makes people cry. <laughs> yes, my son, Wesley Jones, He, um, my son is 25 years old. He moved to... Um, New York immediately after college. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he watched, you know, his, he, we were, um, you know, a single household. Okay. So, you know, he watched me through my struggles and know that, you know, there's a lot of things that I've done for him and I've worked multiple jobs. Okay. You know, I was in corporate America working in procurement mm-hmm. for um, over 20 years. And at the same time, working in hospita- hospitality yeah. industry as well as um, planning, event planning. Okay. So he knew the things that I wanted to do, Yeah. but I wasn't comfortable to do it while I was raising him. Okay. So, you know, by the time he, you know, he, he was in getting ready to graduate from high school, he was trying to encourage me to start my, start a Aww. business because he knew that's what I wanted. Yeah. And he continued pushing it while he was in college. But I felt comfortable enough, again, divine order. Mm-hmm. It was the right time. Right. I felt comfortable enough when I got him through college. Okay. And so um, he's, he's my number one supporter. You know, yeah. You didn't cry. Yeah. You did good. My eyes are watering, but. (laughs) I can't see from that far. (laughs) But I love that, though, that he knew that that's what you wanted to do. And, you know, he saw that that was your passion and he encouraged you. He did. He he knows me best. Mm -hmm. As you know, a lot of people see you in a a different light. A lot of folks saw me in the areas I was in, but they didn't know this part of me. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so. It, it, my son and my family and I've had some friends and associates and folks I used to work with the words of encouragement that they've given me that's mm-hmm. why I'm sitting here with you right now <laughs> thank you um so in addition to being an entrepreneur you mentioned about being an automotive procurement professional mm-hmm. so talk to us about what procurement is I hear that term all the time at work and I'm like I kind of sort of know what you all do but I'm not like a, if somebody was to ask me to like write it down yes I would not feel confident <laughs> <laughs> okay great question so procurement is it you know it comes it's it comes from purchasing okay so you know purchasing they will say you you're a buyer and you're buying parts mm-hmm. for to put on the cars or okay. whatever it is that you're buying but procurement is the overall um I should say you is more contracting. Okay. So not only are you um, investigating the the product that you're trying to buy, you're negotiating. You know, you have to put a plan or strategies together mm-hmm. and then purchase the parts or items that you're doing. Okay. So that what makes purchasing procurement. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you did that for DPS for some time, right? Yes. Okay. I, I was um, actually working at Siemens at the time, mm-hmm. and um, I learned about the position at Detroit Public Schools, and um, I was also asked to come help. Mm-hmm. So I went there and we did the same thing. It was, you know, at the time, Detroit Public Schools was, um, you know, not going so well financially. Right. You know, 
and um, we've worked to, I would say, I worked to try to eliminate, I, I did, you know, eliminate, you know, some of the theft that was going okay. on by putting processes in play. Okay. And, you know, they have um, a system called PeopleSoft, which I'm experienced and expert in PeopleSoft and SAP. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of things that needed to be changed, you know, mm-hmm. undo to eliminate mistakes and theft right. when it comes to that purchasing model. Okay. So um, I was more than excited to start working there because, again, I enjoy purchasing and um I've always worked for executives. Mm-hmm. And so that's leading us back into Pink Poodle. Yeah. <laughs> because I've worked for executive since I was in high school. Okay. I was a co-op student at um, Area B office for Detroit Public Schools, mm-hmm. working in the attendance department. And that rolled into banking and then automotive. So when I started my first automotive job, I was an executive assistant at Ford for a vice president. Wow. So I've worked in the big glass building, you know, right down the hall from Mm -hmm. Ford, you know, and all the executives. So, again, all of that experience, all of the experience I've had through that, I put into Pink Poodle. Mm -hmm. I've always been behind executives Mm -hmm. running the show, and I decided to run my own. Yeah. So how did did you feel that when you started, you were just like, I got this in the bag. Like, I've seen this. I totally. don't know what to do. I was I was confident. Okay. Totally. That's why I was confident. And, you know, and, it, and it's God's plan. Right. But I had so much confidence that I was going to do this and I was going to win the Motor City match. Yeah. Because I've helped I helped people shine for years, mm-hmm. you know, working for different companies and folks. It's my time. Right. You know. OK period yes (laughs) you got me hyped now (laughs) so you mentioned um to me off air that you're not doing both anymore so how you know you said you tried to go back for three months to do procurement and run pink poodle but it didn't work out so when you had to make that decision to choose your entrepreneurship goals over your corporate like how was that was that hard for you did was it hard to let it go because you've been doing it for so long no it wasn't hard to let go at all okay (laughs) (laughs) like I'm ready (laughs) bye yes I had gotten I had gotten tired Mm -hmm. and I had I was complaining about work and someone said to me if you um if you find another job you're gonna just end up back in just a different scenario. Okay. You know, and, you know, the the, the light bulb came on. Mm-hmm. And so I started planning Pink Poodle from there. Okay. And the only reason why I went back and I went back for a few months was financially. Mm-hmm. But it was interfering with Pink Poodle. Yeah. And right now Pink Poodle comes first. Okay. And with the support of my family, you know, I've, I'm sacrificing <clears throat> a lot in my personal life right now. Right. You know, on the financial end. And so with the support of my mom, my son, my grandmother, my sisters, mm-hmm. you know, they're helping me push through this hump okay. that I may be dealing with for another year mm-hmm. because I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And like I told my son when I first started, Pink Poodle is not just about me. Right. It's bigger than me. Yeah. So 
I I just stay focused and my my eye is on the on the goal. Mm-hmm. Shout out to your family too. Thank that- you means a lot like I definitely understand that firsthand and I'm super grateful for like the people in my life just being able to support me like if I know I'm I'm down and out like I know who I can call yeah and I understand that not everybody has that privilege I don't want to call it a luxury but it's definitely a privilege everybody does not come from that same like background absolutely so yeah and, and I and I you know if folks follow me on Instagram and Facebook especially Facebook, mm-hmm. I share my journey mm-hmm. and it's not peaches and cream. Yeah. And I don't give them all the good at yeah. times. They don't know that, you know, times that, you know, I have bad days mm-hmm. or I made a mistake. Right. But I always share that you just can't hop and start a business because you want to be an entrepreneur Ooh, or a yes, or because <laughs> of a grant is available yes. because you have that grant. But it's so much that comes behind that mm-hmm. grant, you know, and we all have different streams of income. Yes. I just happen to have the support from my family. Right. But it's not easy. It's not. And like, I think right now we, that's, it's such a pressure to be an entrepreneur. Like people think that if you don't start your own business, you're not doing anything. Right. And that is not fair. It's 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 not not fair. Everybody is not meant to be an entrepreneur. Everybody is not able to make certain sacrifices, like you said. So you just have to, you might be better working for a Fortune 500 company and that's okay. Exactly. Like, that's fine. But but you also can find something that you can do on the right. side. And guess what? That nine to five most of the time it helps keep yes, that business sustain. for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know so you know doing both I, I don't want to encourage one to you know quit their job and yeah. just automatically become an entrepreneur. It's planning and saving. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It's okay if you can keep that nine to five because that nine to five could help Mm -hmm. with that business and grow that business. Yeah. You know, it just so happened that my nine to five would interfere in my brides and my brides come first. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I always tell people like I could have a million dollars and I would probably still have a part time job. Yes. Just because I just, that's security. (laughs) It's nothing like it in insurance. Like, <laughs> yeah. But and then that that part there, too, it could be taken from you any day. Yeah. If, you know, they have a layoff. Right. Or close. Mm-hmm. So I I encourage, you know, if you can do both, do both. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. you you want to have actually you do want to have multiple strings of income. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is my goal in mm-hmm. life. Okay, y'all, listen to her because <laughs> I just Little don't. me. Okay, no, I just don't want people to fall through that trap. Like, just want to start a business, got to quit my job. No, you actually don't. You d- exactly, exactly. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> okay, so so you also mentor young girls and other women in the community. Mm-hmm. So why do you think it's so important to give back? Oh, wow. It's so important to give back on so many levels with me. And as we talked about before, when I was a co-op student and when I entered into corporate America, I had help. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had mentors when I was in high school, my co-op teacher, you know, and my sister, they taught me how to type. Mm -hmm. That was my start. And then when I got to Ford Motor Company, and I was at Ford Motor Company in my early 20s. Okay. So... I've worked amongst 
you know, the big wigs yeah. of the city. So it was a little intimidating. Yeah. But I was blessed to have a, a boss, which he was the vice president mm-hmm. of, I'm sorry, of material planning and logistics, mm-hmm. a large organization. He helped me get through that. Okay. You know, he accepted my flaws, but he helped me with those flaws. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. Right. You know, so it's important for me to give that back, give back Mm -hmm. and give it to another woman. And, you know, growing, growing up, I didn't have the silver spoon in my mouth. Right. Um, I had my son at a young age at 19, Mm -hmm. which you know, I'm not shame of, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm actually happy I had him at 19, mm-hmm. you know, but it was a struggle and society will make you think you can't do it. Right. And you can, yeah. you know, so I just want to be that example. And I've always, you know, I know how struggle, you know, people, let's get back to your question too. So when I was working at Detroit public schools, We've had um, a program called Midnight Golf mm-hmm. Program. You, you're familiar mm-hmm. with them. So there was a couple. We've had a lot of students that was working for us to get extra credit. Mm-hmm. And this is how I was introduced to this program. And I learned that one of the students, no, it was two of the students was homeless. Wow. But homeless with their parents. Okay. And in addition, to, you know, it's. You don't know these things because of you're not around them. Right. So I was grateful to go back to work at Detroit Public Schools and procurement because it opened my eyes mm-hmm. and I started to see what was really going on in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, once you move into a, a, a decent area, we tend to forget about what's mm-hmm. actually going and happening. Yeah. So um, that alone... I just can't, you know, move forward without giving back Mm -hmm. because I know the help is needed. I know our young girls, they're out here suffering, especially in the community, the color of our skin. You know, it you know, we we are um, a lot of things are taken away from us. Yeah. Because the color of our skin Mm -hmm. and we're women. Right. You know, it's that double whammy. Mm -hmm. So. I want to be able to show our young girls. I don't encourage them to have kids at a young age, mm-hmm. but it happens. Right. But if it happens, you don't have to stop right there. Right. It's possible. Yep. And I like to, I enjoy helping young ladies. I enjoy helping, you know, we have a lot of youth that get, get abused in a home mm-hmm. and it's ignored. Yep. But I can't and I don't ignore those things. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important for me to give back because I needed mentors and they need mentors. Yep. Love it. Oof, that was a powerful you get me. Okay. <laughs> you get me hyped again. <laughs> <laughs> On this here Sunday. All right. We at church. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I get emotional talking about no, that. No, <laughs> it's good. I like when people give me good answers, you know? Okay. So, okay. That, may, that lets me know I'm asking good questions. Yes, you are, Oprah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? Well, it means a lot to me because I was born and raised here in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, and as I mentioned before, um, I've had a lot that was given to me. Mm -hmm. You know, if you really knew my background and where I came from, 
you will be amazed of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But it was all given to me from people in the city. Okay. You know, my family, uh, my ancestors were here. You know, we still have our family home when my great-grandfather bought it, wow. you know, many years ago. So um, I love my city, you know, and I love the communities. I love our people. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm I'm blessed and happy that I was able to build Pink Poodle to share my experience right here in the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what are the hours of Pink Poodle and the address? So if people want to stop on in, when can they come? Sure. So we're located at 9215 East Jefferson. We're right across the street from the Berry subdivision where the mayor's mansion is. Mm-hmm. We're on the second level. And we just changed our summer hours. Mm-hmm. Our summer hours, we are now closed Monday and Tuesday, but we're open Wednesday through Thursday. No, Wednesday through Friday from 11 to 7, Saturdays 11 to 6, and Sunday 12 to 5. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then my last question before we get out of here is where can people connect with you on social media and on the web? Sure. So our our website is www.pinkpoodledresslounge.com. You could follow us on Instagram and Facebook at pinkpoodledresslounge.com. And our boutique site for Pink Poodle Dress Lounge is I am underscore Pink Poodle Dress Lounge. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was a great conversation. I feel like we're friends now. So <laughs> <laughs> We are. <laughs> and hopefully when my friend comes and we go dress shopping, we can stop in. I'm going to text her after we leave here and be like, okay, girl, we got another stop to add to the list. <laughs> awesome. I look forward to it. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, I want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better. And we will be back next week.